Uh, Look, they should be upset with the result and the performance. And I think they probably are, but I don't feel like it. There's going to be carryover, right? Like, look, they need to go out on Saturday and just put four past four screen and get their foot back on the gas and we'll go from there. But I am not, uh, I'm not concerned yet. Plenty of time for me to be concerned. One week later. And the Wednesday roller coaster is stuck upside down on the loop-de-loop here on the Owls AmeriCast, Sheffield Wednesday Opinion with an American Accent. I'm your host, Jeffrey Paternostro in suburban Utah. And it did get a little bit warmer this way. It snowed all weekend and then snowed into Monday, but it's been a little warmer the last couple of days. So I decided it was sour season. And really, though, this is a tribute to, to our good friend and podcast co-host, Mike Laroon, who is in a very tropical locale right now celebrating his birthday. And so far off the grid, he doesn't have to be on the podcast this week to talk about Forest Green Rovers and Cheltenham. Congratulations, Mike, in your honor, <laughs> having the Odell Brewing Company's Sippin' Tropical Sour. Slow down, unwind, and come hang out for a while with Sippin' Tropical, a delicately sour ale packed with pineapple, passion fruit, and tangerine, and balanced by a touch of Himalayan pink sea salt. Vacation vibes included in every sip. Uh, I'm not on vacation. I'm doing this podcast, and I have talked about Forest Green Rovers in Cheltenham. So I'll be dropping a, a shot of Hamilton uh, 87 white rum into this beer <laughs> before we start. Happy birthday, Mike. Joining me for a less than festive podcast, first in New England, sorry, New England Howell, Justin DeSorger. Justin, what are you drinking? Uh, well, I went back to Maine Beer Company, um, but in honor of this being the First week of the year, I think maybe end of last week, actually, but uh, first time since I've been back on the pod that I've gotten up in the morning uh, at the ass crack of dawn, as I do, and left my house by about 6 a.m. Uh, I have heard birds, and I've also heard peepers, so I've got ah, yes. uh, Maine Beer Company's Peeper Pale Ale. It is uh, one of my favorite uh, pale ales. I think they can do no wrong. I'm on yep. one of their runs right now, but... Uh, yeah, perfect beer for the slowly, slowly encroaching spring. Well, spring will be coming for a bang, with a bang for you this weekend, Justin, because you'll be in Charleston, South Carolina, a national meetup. It was almost a Forest Green Rovers game instead, so score one for, for Wednesday fans this week. Be but now it's time I've to already on our host, Tommy Byrne. Tommy, what are you drinking? Well, I see that you guys kind of have a theme going where it's uh, there's something going on with uh, some wordplay and you're mm-hmm. making your beer uh, um, kind of match up with that. Mm-hmm. Um, after the match today, I have no such uh, uh, any kind of any kind of uh, um, brain power left. So I'm just drinking a, uh, a bottle of very cheap gin. Suitable. <laughs> <laughs> Suitable for I mean, these performances. Yes, yes, exactly yes. what I was about to say. I was at work when I got the message that uh, we were down 2-0, and uh, I just cut it off. And I, it's one of those days where I thank God I've gotten off of the hellscape that is Twitter. 
Well, on the hellscape that is episode 211 of the Hell's Americast, we will indeed uh, talk about the four screen covers and Cheltenham game. But we're actually going to start with a Lincoln City preview, Justin. And instead of saying, take it away, Justin, like I normally would here, what do, we, what do you really need to know? Uh, typical League One team, not very good. Not that that might matter to Wednesday at this point. Something about imps, spanking priests. You know, you've heard it all before. But the important part is it is our national meetup in Charleston, South Carolina. It will be on the big screen at Madrarua this weekend. So to preview the upcoming weekend, take it away, Tommy. Well, this weekend, it's starting out uh, on Thursday. Anybody who gets here on Thursday is more than welcome to come over. I'm having a, I'm having a bit of a grill out at the house. Um, very uh, uh, informal get-together. Uh, burgers and dogs and beer and laughs. Uh, in my backyard. Potentially back cheap gin as well. I think I'm probably going to polish off all the cheap <laughs> gin. <laughs> I don't have to work tomorrow. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it's uh, uh, people want to come by. We've got that going on on Thursday, Friday. Um, people are a lot of the people are coming in on Friday. And so I'm going to let them get their feet wet and kind of see, see the city on their own. If they, they need, recommendations or whatnot i'll i'll be more than happy to direct them the right way um friday night we're meeting at a rooftop bar uh on wentworth street called eleve it sounds super douchey about bougie um but it's actually really cool (laughs) (laughs) and uh we're gonna we're gonna hang out there and kind of see the rooftop see the roof see the see the city from the rooftop and then uh i'm gonna Lead the charge to the best dive bar in Charleston, uh, where we will drink cheap beer and sing fun songs and and, and absolutely have a blast. Uh, Saturday morning. Before we get to the game, Tommy, I do have to ask a very important question uh, of Justin. Justin, do you plan to be last man standing on Friday night again this year? Um, Probably not, uh, because it looks like I'm a little bit of distance from my Airbnb to mm. uh, Madra Rua. And I think that means <laughs> I'm going to have to kind of have my shit together in the morning. Yep. And as lovely as Charleston seems to be, it does not have a, a massive public transit system like New York did, mm. which I can rely on. Um, and I don't, and have you don't want there, to, so. uh, you don't want to forget the metaphorical cake balls like Patty. So <laughs> <laughs> back to New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to Saturday, Tommy. Well, Saturday will be at Madurum in the morning. Um, we've got the entire outside devoted to us. We've got two bartenders and a server, um, which they will be, from what I remember about New York and New Orleans, they will be running. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got the big screen. Uh, we might have, we might even have two screens. So it's, that's uh, fingers crossed. Um Unfortunately, in my move, I cannot seem to have find uh, I cannot find my uh, Palmetto Owls flag because I just recently moved into the house and uh, I've got stuff in storage. I've got stuff all over the place. So it's um, I'm hoping somebody brings a flag we can hang out. Uh, And don't forget the first 20 people who come up to me Mm. and say hashtag new Hugh. They get a gift bag. Yeah, I mean, and in the I gift the, bag uh, is the scarf. I have a lovely scarf that Jeffrey on right is now. wearing right now. <laughs> I know. I'll, I might actually. I'll, I might actually 
I know we didn't do a picture last time. I might put a picture up just to like, if you want one of these, listen to this week's show, juice a little, uh, juice a little listenership. Give it, give it a little, give it a little teaser. Yeah. <laughs> um, after we beat the imps, uh, we are going to go to a place called Tradesman Brewing Company, uh, where the uh, Charleston Beer Trolley, which is a free trolley that takes you around to a dozen different breweries in the brewery district in Charleston. Um, our, our brewery bus is way more reliable than our public transit. <laughs> so <laughs> that's just goes to I show you. I believe that's a no open container law city as well, if I recall. It is not. Yeah. What I like to say is uh, uh, Savannah is kind of like uh, 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 a, a, a child of Charleston and New Orleans. And while Charleston is the, the, the mom was trying to hold it together, mm. New Orleans is the deadbeat dad. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've ever been to Savannah, that's where it comes from. <laughs> But then we're going to take the beer trolley around and uh, Saturday and Saturday night, we're going to either hit up some live music uh, or or find a find a dirty karaoke bar on King Street. <laughs> Sunday, your, we'll find a place to do brunch. That is your Lincoln City preview. Uh, it's the best <laughs> point not to think about the match at this point. But uh, yeah, once they need to get three points, I'm going to on the same. We need three here. points. We need limbs. And uh this is like the freeze frame. Yeah, this is the Owls Americast. I bet you're wondering how we got in this situation. Let's go back to Sunday night or Sunday morning, whatever. I my alarm, I didn't even, I accidentally just sort of woke up at 6.03, looked at my phone, said, all right, I guess I'll throw the game on in bed. Ah, that was a mistake. I should just, I don't know. I might've been more angry if I woke up and just saw the score because I didn't wake up for Darby. And when I saw Nell Nell, I was like, yeah, it's Wednesday against Darby. That's to be expected. But if I'd seen this one, I would have just been, I don't know, would I have been more mad, Justin? I don't even know. I I saw about a minute and a half of the game. Yeah. I, uh, that's I, why I, I'm asking I, you. Are you more mad that you just like saw the score? Uh, no, I, I feel blessed. I missed that from all accounts. Yeah. It was an oh. absolute, complete and utter no-show, which... To be blessed, we we really haven't seen this year just pure ninety minutes of dog shit, and it sounds like that what it was. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how. I told oh. my son, and he he said, "What? They're in twenty fourth." Like yeah. I said, "Yep, yep." There's so, no no excuse for that. We didn't talk about that specifically with Duncan Ferguson last week, but the one thing I do remember from Duncan Ferguson's time as as caretaker manager at Everton is he drills them on doing the simple stuff very well. And they came in with a plan. They were going to absolutely press Wednesday's back line as soon as they got the ball. Or as soon as they started to try to move up through the midfield, they were going to clog the midfield. And they were going to just not give any of these players time and space with the ball at their feet. And that's what they did in Wednesday had no idea how to deal with it. And the more I watched this game, I'm like, okay, they got to run out of gas at some point. And they never really did. And they were able to turn Wednesday pretty easily. I mean, certainly for the goal, but they were able to turn Wednesday pretty easily on the counter all game. And I mean, this was like a total team failure. I don't want to single out specific players, but I can't imagine how many times they just watched like Iorfa and Flint just kicking it back and forth to each other across the back line when, 
and nobody was coming. There was like Backinson, who is the deepest lying center midfielder, is 15 yards forward, not really in position to to get a pass or to to get a ball upfield and turn and get a ball upfield. Um, I was actually uh, I was actually relieved in the second half when Bannon started dropping into center back Bannon just to do something, just to try to get some, you know, just try to like you know pop start the engine. Basically, it just nothing ever came off, and it was just such a frustrating game. I tell you what, I watched bits and pieces of it as I was doing my morning routine, and it was it just it was just lifeless. Yeah, it, it it's uh, they were uh, far screen was not good, but no, they, they were weren't. Just I mean, they just they were well enough. organized. They came with a plan, and but they executed it. it. The quality of their individuals was nowhere near ours. Yeah. It was their we got out coached. They got, I out they got out ran. I don't even know if they got out coached. They got out ran. They got out hustled. Uh, you know, fourteen. I saw some of the Cheltenham too, just second balls and things like that. I just didn't I couldn't like I'm thinking back now. I can't even think of a clear cut chance Wednesday really had. It was nothing. It was it's, yeah. it was it was abs. It was so dreadful. Yeah. I, I feel like we're and again I didn't see it, but I feel like we're already spending too much time on. No, I'm about to move on to Cheltenham in the sense, yeah, that yeah. it just. It really seems to me like it was one of those games where everything was shit and it just happens. There's 46 plus cups. You, you have those games and it's just horrible, horrible timing. It is. Uh, you, the thing is, these games can't game happen then. against bottom of the table teams with the, the title the top, on the line. The title on the top four teams right now. These, these other teams are not I me. Mean, I know Barnsley just dropped points or just lost to Exeter City. But like Ipswich and Plymouth have not been dropping points to these teams recently. Uh, you know, no. they, they basically erased the, the twenty-three game. You know, the the gap they put there with the twenty-three unbeaten, they basically give them back in, in three games. Uh, well, they three, have four their games. Two, yeah. Their two games in hand are are basically yeah. Gone. They got one point out of them with Barnsley and Cheltenham. So we've got uh, yeah, we're one back of uh, after Cheltenham. We're we're one back of Plymouth, uh, but even two back of Plymouth, and we have a game in hand, but we're same game as uh, Ipswich. I, I forget. I'm, I think I'm Ipswich is four back, but has a game on us now, if I recall. That, that's what it is. Yeah. I think we have the same so number of games as, as Plymouth. So I it's, I mean, we do. Yeah. So do I. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah they, so I mean, they've given back the, the lead on the you know the top of the table position now, and they're going to yeah. have to have a look. This was like you know three games in the road. I think it's three in what ten days, three in a week, three in a week, or three in eight days. They played Barnsley on Tuesday, but like. And look, we can talk, start talking about Cheltenham. This game should not have been played. The reason it was played is because they really don't have any other place to move it, and they've already moved it once. Um, but this was a, just an absolute waterlogged pitch. And look, you can excuse the performance to an extent on that, but Cheltenham had to play on it too. And they were much more comfortable moving the call on the ground than Wednesday were. Um, the, you know, some, some big decisions by Darren Moore on the squad here, right? He dropped Cameron Dawson for Stockdale, and... Gave uh, Maywell and, and Flint uh, a game off. And looking at the weather conditions, I kind of get it. You know, Maywell and Flint are not the the paciest in the back line. And, you, you know, you worry about them getting turned or slipping or something like that. And you kind of want them, you maybe want the steadier goal, lower level, lower league goalkeeper that's played in this kind of muck before. And Stockdale obviously made a ton of big saves for them too. Um, you know, this is not a, a game where you're going to be coming out and catching the ball uh, as uh, Rob Staten 
noted several times. Rob Staten was very, uh, at least for the first 25 minutes, he was doing the broadcast, was very concerned about the weather there. Uh, he was adamant. <laughs> yes. But he was right. I mean, this was an absolute, it was just absolutely pouring. The, the pitch was a mess. But look, again, Cheltenham had to play on it too, and they were the better team in the first half. They had a better team for the first hour, really. You know, Wednesday were able to create some, you know, some dangerous positions, but weren't really able to get their crosses in and were able to get clear-cut opportunities. You know, in the first half, Cheltenham uh, created far more shots on target. You know, Alfie May looked very dangerous, just sort of running along and through the back line at various times. And Well, May and uh, Aiden Kina yeah. uh, up front. I, I actually think that's why they went with the – I think they went with the faster – back three to, they, try to I mean, they had trouble with them with their they, front i mean two. james and they palmer had especially had a lot of trouble well i i think unfortunately ortho was i mean i don't know if i ended up trouble for the, for the two goals but well yeah. he can't I, I i think that he's i just don't think he can be the center he can't be the other three. center back three I mean, and, they were and, fine and once I think flint that came on. like flint did right. perfectly fine yeah well he can be the center of the back yeah. three um and, and i don't want to blame my even though he was sort of at fault there because again you're right kina and I, you know, it's funny. I've always been a huge fan of Alfie May, but it was by accident. I uh, first heard of him, I think, with Doncaster. And I thought I got him confused with uh, Alfie Mawson, who was a uh, center back for maybe for Leeds or Middleborough or somebody. So when I saw the name come up a few years ago, I said, oh, he's excellent. And (laughs) I watched the game and I was like, wait, that's the wrong Alfie. But this guy is pretty good. So. I, I've been high on him for a few years. Him and Keener were outstanding. Yeah. Um, I, I do think team, that's is, the reason. The that's funny, when better. he scored today, I was like, is Stevie May playing? Oh, no. It's no. <laughs> <laughs> the team in much better form than Wednesday right now, too. Uh, yes, they are. Uh, most teams are. We're, yeah, we're it's fair, and fair enough. Yes, fair enough. We, we are tied for 12th in the table in form, which is exactly yeah. mid-table. Um, yeah, no, I think that was the reason for the switch, was to try mm-hmm. to keep up with them. And again, it... it didn't really work and you know i i had some discussion online with people i i think the goaltending switch wasn't about dawson's performance or stockdale's performance it was just about shaking things up putting a, a different voice a, a veteran yeah. in there hard hard to criticize i saw uh, him getting some stick dawson's. for the second goal but i don't think that's fair like yeah you would have liked him to maybe knock it a bit further to one side of him or the other that's a low Kyle driver in on a very wet ground and and he made he more than made up for it with two or three of the saves in the yeah. first half and also so like, I, the back I line's no got to be faster that. that gotta be faster than that ball than may in that spot too uh but you know what Fair enough, when they got a little bit of a fire under them <laughs> the Aiden Flint goal was so good he's had so much trouble in front of goal he hits this incredibly weak like like a weak downward header and because that uh that area in front of that goal was just mud. The goalkeeper completely misreads the bounce. It just like goes slowly under his arm. What bounce? It didn't even bounce. <laughs> looked like it was deflated. Yeah. Just landed. It was like a splat. Slid. Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> and slid under. Smith does a great job for the for the second goal, sort of the little flicked header to himself, just kind of almost like those like a little like basketball feint to the to the defender, peels off and Again, Lee Gregory, another poacher's goal, right? Ident- identical goal. Yeah, I mean, He had a few of those earlier this year, yeah. just getting that low, hard cross. Mm-hmm. And he's the guy who gets to the space and gets the foot on it and finishes. Yeah. And then when, nice I, that he's in form. Wednesday looked like Wednesday, he could have stolen this. I, 
yeah. Adenarin's gonna get like Adenarin. I mean, you kind of you have to hit that dude. You have you have to you score. Have you have to, to score that. that. I don't want to You have it. to score that goal. <laughs> yes. It, he didn't. I don't think he really saw it. I don't think he thought it was gonna get to. Him. I don't think. I think he saw it late and it did kind of. He didn't control it great. It did bobble down his thigh. It's the guy for that. It surprised him. No it doubt, surprised him yes. a little bit, but he had time. I don't think he thinks you got to put that in the back of the net. And then obviously, box right at the death just couldn't quite curl it on the uh, to the inside of the post. And I'm annoyed. I mean, I'm annoyed by a lot of things, <laughs> but I'm specifically annoyed that they like only got a point out of this because if they had lost, I know how to do that podcast. If they come back and won. I know how to do that podcast. And I'm just kind of like, well, what now? Like, I'm not going to lie. That's that, that game's a gut check. Yeah, you know, no, they, you go, they needed... you go two down after losing to Forest Green fucking yeah. Rovers. And so you come did... back and, and, and you get back into it and you're dominating in the last 10 minutes. The performance was not good enough. It might end up being a good point, as, as I've said a few times this year. Uh, the thing is, for me, is this might be an oversimplification. I did not realize how badly the squad miss, misses by, miss buyers and Windass or would miss buyers and Windass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, those guys are studs and they're, you know, they're leaders not only on the bench, but, you know, on the pitch and in the locker room. And if if they're not around, it's, you know, it's a different team. Yeah, I, I think Windass might be the bigger loss, although I do think Byers might be the better player. Um, <clears throat> uh, Brian Laws was doing the game, and I, I can't I can't stand Brian Laws' games. I, I talked shit about him for a few years. I'm, I'm not a fan. He was dead on about, and from the start, about how we switched to lumping it long, maybe a little too early. Mm. Um I, I think it was probably an overreaction to the weather. And to be honest, it might be an overreaction to the last couple of games where by a heavier front press, our, our back line's been forced to kind of boot it long over the midfield because our midfield's been getting swamped as soon as they touch it. Um, but we, we jumped into it too early. Uh, there were so many times that we kicked the ball outside when we had uh, Gregory or Smith or even one of the midfielders with some space in the middle. And we just never looked there until much later on. And that's what, uh, that's what Cheltenham was doing is they weren't afraid to move the ball on the ground mm -hmm. to yeah. their forwards into some space. And we went back to the same old lump Kick it long, head it, head it yeah. wide and try to get across. And that just wasn't working at all for us um, today. So I, I don't know how much of that was the weather. I don't know how much was, you know, trauma resulting from the last couple of games, um, you know, may, maybe even game plan. I don't know. But uh, I, I think uh, the commentator mentioned that uh, Moore was kind of getting into uh, Marvin Johnson uh, earlier in the game because Johnson never even looked to the middle. Something just turned to put it outside when he had uh, Gregory with some room. So, you know, who, who knows what what that was but I, I thought that was a huge factor just to, too quickly we resorted to just let's lump it long and hope we can get something and, and we got jack shit from that yeah. it wasn't until we you know controlled the ball and tried to you know either move it quickly or, or move it up through the middle that we got a little bit more a little bit more pressure on them 
And even in the first half, uh, I thought James and Johnson were very dangerous on the left side at times in terms of there was no end product there at, at the end, but they were they were cutting them up on the right pretty easily. And they did get away from that, uh, especially later in the first half and earlier in the second half. It's just another, yeah, another very frustrating week. Like unless you got that six foot eight Austrian up there. Yeah, <laughs> I, this was this is the game. This is the game that cried out for Eddie New here. Yes, slow, muddy pitch. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I I, I think maybe you guys are right. That that cried out for you know somebody with the calmness on the ball, or at least the ability to take the ball and and move through the middle that Byers brings and then you know Windass uh creating those runs in those space and getting yeah. him the ball on the ground that we just didn't have today where you know whoever's fault it was um it just wasn't there until frankly it was it was too late I wish I could remember who said it it was uh what Josh Windass does for us is he draws people to him and allows other people to score He's, yes. also, he's also our leading scorer this year, or at least was when he was that's injured. What, uh, but it's, uh, that's what New used to do. He used to create yeah. all sorts of space for other people. It's, uh, and and uh, I knew you had forced Thierry. That was, you know, that was, they'd focus on him and, and knew he would score. It was, but Windass is that, yeah, he is that magnet. Because he scores so many goals, it just like I think whether he's playing sort of at the furthest forward midfield or or off the second striker, off the first striker, he does just create another or even out wide, defense. yeah, or out wide. He just another person for the you know the back three or the back four to have to deal with. And like I, Bannon doesn't really offer that, right? Like you're not really worried about him making a cutting run into the box. That's not his thing. You can kind of sit. No. You can you can kind of. They, they, they teams have press ban at time this year, but he had time on the ball. Like they were sagging off him a little bit or letting him come to the ball. You know, he made the. He, you know, he, we haven't mentioned he was his sort of very loose pass was responsible for the first goal, and yeah, they're gonna have to figure it out. I mean, Wilkes is back in the squad now, obviously, but they do at least have a, a way to throw on another attacker or change the attacking shape. When they're chasing games, and you, you wouldn't have thought it'd be an issue because they haven't chased games until the last uh, eight days. So we'll see what happens going forward from here. I guess this is the point where I do the Wednesday news. We're all uh, we're all out of out of sorts. Obviously, uh, there's not much. <laughs> okay, right. There's not much. I blame Cheap Jim. Yeah, that's fair enough. Sorry, my fault. Uh, we should note that Barry Bannon uh, did have his contract extended. He hit, I think, or some. Uh, Clause or some, uh, I don't know if it's games played or some sort of statistical marker that has uh, activated another Yarnus contract. So you'll be here through the 2023 2024 season, which, for although it's not his best week in a Wednesday shirt, that is that is good to hear. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, they sold out their away allotment to Oxford. Not really a surprise there. Uh, let's give a quick shout on that note. The uh, the crowd was pretty good today. Uh, they were pretty not, good today, yeah. Not not great circumstances. Yeah. Uh, long trip south. Uh, just you <laughs> terrible know, weather. Hell, you know, fucking apocalyptic weather. Yeah, I mean that that first half, you, you almost yeah, couldn't, yeah, you almost couldn't see the field when when they cut to certain camera angles. Um, and, and they were in pretty good voice. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I. I shut the game off briefly at two nothing. I was running around with the kids 
and then when I stopped back at the house for a little bit to give my son something to eat uh, before tryouts, uh, I put the game back on and was able to watch the last, ooh, I don't know, 25 or so. Uh, I saw us make it uh, 2-1 uh, and then obviously sat tight for the last uh, of that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, bit of a ramshackle episode two hundred and eleven of the Owls America. But you know, everybody's everybody's already on the beach in in Charleston, probably. The beach is wonderful. It was eighty four degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> anyway, you can email the show at owlsamericas at gmail dot com. Find us on the internet at owlsamericas dot com, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at owlsamericas. Our podcast intro and bumpers by fellow Wednesday at Forever and the Makers. The podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, anywhere else you choose to download podcasts. Just search for the Owls Americas. You can listen and subscribe right there. Wherever you do choose to consume the Owls Americas, we ask you rate and review the show. More Wednesdays, find our ramblings. Justin is on Twitter at New England L. Justin, if Wednesday don't win on Saturday, what bad drinking decision will you make after oof hashtag new orleans <laughs> yeah no jesus that was uh that was some bad drinking decisions i think i'm probably going to be a little better behaved um i guess i would have to assume uh i would end up with a really bad angry tattoo so <laughs> the angry uh, like, the, even like the angrier version of the minimalist logo even more the even angrier owl <laughs> Well, yeah, no, I, I had been thinking uh, about my angry, my last angry drunken Wednesday decision was to get that shirt with Vardy on the back. So mm. Lord knows uh, what kind of bitterness I may uh, respond with uh, this time. Get a get a Brian Laws tattoo or something. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy is not on Twitter. Tommy, if Wednesday win on Saturday, what bad drinking decision will you make afterwards? Um, well, Brian Laws tattoo, Brian Laws tattoo. It's, it's, I, I tell you what, it's, uh, uh, if we win and then, I mean, of course we're going to go to the beer trolley afterwards Mm. and then we're going to go to 12 different breweries. Yeah. I'm sure that the decision that will be made will be one that I regret and laugh about for the rest of my life. I'm looking forward to looking at the Alice Americas Instagram and just seeing a montage of Tommy doing a gravity bong at 12 different breweries. <laughs> uh, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's going to be the ninth brewery that's going to yeah. be the drunken mistake. The ninth Tommy. brewery is where it comes in. The ninth brewery, yeah. I'm but, on Twitter at Jeff Paternostro. I already have a Brian Laws tattoo. No, it's not in a place you can see. And we'll see you back here. I've seen week. it. <laughs>